You're listening to the Bible 126 podcast. If ever a group of men were completely discouraged and felt as though their world had fallen apart around them, it was the disciples in the upper room. First of all, Jesus told them that one of them was going to betray him, and that went through them like a bolt of lightning. And then he revealed to Peter that Peter would deny him, and of course Peter was their great leader, and that upset them. Of course, he told them he was leaving. Jesus told them he was leaving. And at this point, he introduces the Holy Spirit. That's the beautiful thing about our Lord. He never cuts, but that he heals. He never takes away, but that he gives more. And he calls him the Comforter, John chapter 14, verse 16, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another Comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him. For he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. This word comforter is a greatly misunderstood word. We think of the word comfort as a, well, a mother soothing a child, or someone consoling somebody, but the word is much bigger than that. As we examine this name of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, we make some very important and practical discoveries. Religious teachers today who tell us the Holy Spirit is not a person, but he is a person. Our Lord always refers to the Holy Spirit, he, he, him. And when he talks about him as the Comforter, he's telling us who he is. This word comforter is a translation of a word that means someone who is called to your side to help you. So when you put it all together, you find that the Holy Spirit is one who comes to our aid to counsel us, to help us, to encourage us. It also carries the idea of an advocate, one who defends you. So he's the helper, the counselor, the one called to our side to encourage us and to help us live for Jesus Christ. We think of a comforter as someone who comes to us when we're really broken up. He puts his arm around us and says, there, there, it's not as bad as you think it is. That's not what the word means at all. If you studied Latin at all in high school, you know what the word comforter means. Come means with. Fort means strength, fortify, fortification. And so comforter means with strength. In other words, the Holy Spirit of God doesn't come to pamper us. The Holy Spirit of God working in our lives as the paraclete, the one called alongside to help us, doesn't come to pamper us and baby us. The Holy Spirit of God comes to fortify us. He says, you're going through difficulty. 
I'm going to do much more than sympathize with you. I am going to enable you and counsel you and empower you and strengthen you. And I'm going to see you through. Jesus Christ never is a refuge to pamper us. We don't come running to him and say, oh, things are going so bad. Don't you want to sympathize with me? He says, well, it's fellowship for a while. I want to give you some strength that you might go back out and fight the battle. Now, if you're looking to the Lord Jesus and to the Holy Spirit to pamper you, to kiss it and make it well, my friend, you're in for a disappointment. He is our refuge. There are times I have to run to him and say, Lord, protect me. And then while he's doing that, he says, let me put some power inside of you, because pretty soon out you go again. We are not God's pampered people. We are not God's sheltered people. The paraclete, the counselor, the helper, puts into us the strength that we need. The comforter, he has the strength that we need to get the job done. Now, Jesus tells me that the paraclete is the gift of the Father. I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comfort. I'm glad for that. You don't earn the Holy Spirit. You don't work for the Holy Spirit. You don't deserve the Holy Spirit. He's a gift. And when you trusted Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit came in, God's gift to you, his love gift. And therefore, your relationship to the Holy Spirit is not one of works and merit. It's one of grace and faith. And so we've discovered from this name who he is. He's the one who comes to help us, not to pamper us, not to kiss it and make it well, but to empower us and encourage us to go back and fight the battle and not quit. There's a second discovery. We discover here not only who he is, but we discover what he does. It's a little word that Jesus uses here in verse 16 of John 14. I will pray the Father and he will give you another comforter. Now, our Greek students here tonight know that in the Greek language there are two words for another. One means another of the same kind and one means another of a different kind. If I say to someone, bring me another book, that can mean any kind of a book. But if I use the word that's used here, I'm saying, bring me another book of the same kind. So Jesus is saying, the Father is going to give you a helper exactly like me. In other words, now you just you better fasten your safety belt because this may send you into orbit. The Holy Spirit is to you now what Jesus was to his disciples when he was here on earth. Did you ever read the four Gospels and say, Oh, if only I had somebody going through the storms with me. Oh, if only I had somebody who was doing for me what Jesus did for his disciples. Our Lord says, Look, another of the same kind. I'm going back to heaven. If I stayed here in my physical body, I couldn't be everywhere at once. We're going to send the Holy Spirit, the Father and I, and he can be everywhere. He is ubiquitous. More than that, he is omnipresent. He is everywhere, and he can be with you.
Now the amazing thing about the human conscience is this. That even if you don't believe what I'm saying, you believe what I'm saying. That even if you reject the truth of what I'm saying, there is rooted inside you a conviction which you can suppress with the years, but which is there nonetheless, which is telling you that these things are so. And this truth is the truth which the scripture will not let us forget. And he will do for you what I have been doing for you the last three and a half years. Now we don't have to go into detail because you've read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Whenever the disciples were frightened, Jesus calmed them down. Whenever they were facing impossibilities, he saw them through. How do we feed 5,000 people? We can manage. How can I get through this storm? I'll see you through. How can I walk on the water? I'll take care of it. Lord, how can I pay my taxes? We can see to that. You see, everything Jesus did for his disciples when he was here on earth, the Holy Spirit wants to do for you. He wants to teach you. Now, our Lord tells us here that the Holy Spirit's relationship to you and me is different in two respects from his relationship, Jesus' relationship, to his disciples. He says here, you know him. Well, how'd they know the Holy Spirit? Well, he tells us, he dwelleth with you in the person of Christ. The Holy Spirit had completely filled the Lord Jesus. The Father gave the Spirit unto Jesus without measure. And so he said, you know the Holy Spirit. He dwells with you in the person of Jesus. He shall be in you. Now, of course, it took the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus to make that possible. And now when a person trusts the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit moves in. Now, this to me is very marvelous. The disciples had Jesus with them them, we have the Holy Spirit in us. Secondly, Jesus was only with them temporarily, and then he left. The Holy Spirit is with us forever. He lives in me. No psychiatrist can do that. He knows all about me. He knows my mind and my motives and every intent of my heart. And so when I come to him, I'm not coming to a stranger. And I don't have to be afraid of him because he loves me. All he says to me is, turn yourself over to me, that's all. Just turn yourself over to me and I'll see you through. One further word about that. You can't separate the work of the Holy Spirit from the work of the Lord Jesus. Don't you ever do it. Because the Holy Spirit came on the basis of the work of the cross. Just as Ahaz was in trouble, people have always been in trouble. Nations have always been in trouble, and individuals have always had problems of one kind or another. Now, they need the name Jesus. That's where it all starts. First, you meet him as Jesus, Savior. Isn't that a great name? That name Jesus goes back to the Old Testament, too. Joshua. That great soldier, Joshua, who took the sword and moved in and conquered. Well, my Jesus is my Joshua. He's conquered. You begin with Jesus. You say, he's my Savior. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall save. You can't separate the work of the Holy Spirit from the work of the Lord Jesus. Don't you ever do it. 
because the Holy Spirit came on the basis of the work of the cross. Back in the Old Testament, when, when, they, when they ordained the priests, they would put blood on the right ear, the right thumb, and the right big toe. Then they'd come along and they'd put oil on the blood. Now the oil is a picture of the Holy Spirit. Wherever the blood has touched, the oil can come. Now if you know Jesus as your Savior and you've been washed in the blood, then the oil can come. The Holy Spirit can work in your life. Fortify. Fortification. And so comforter means with strength. In other words, the Holy Spirit of God doesn't come to pamper us. The Holy Spirit of God working in our lives as the paraclete, the one called alongside to help us, doesn't come to pamper us and baby us. The Holy Spirit of God comes to fortify us. He says, you're going through difficulty. I'm going to do much more than sympathize with you. I am going to enable you and counsel you and empower you and strengthen you. And I'm going to see you through. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can see more podcasts on anchor.fm forward slash Bible 126. Also, there is a feature there where you can sponsor or make a donation to this page. Thank you and stay tuned for more episodes.